Hello and welcome to The Ren. I am your host, Shaton Lekwa. First things first, I'd like to thank you for joining me on this first episode of the second season of The Rent. Your support is why we are here. On the 1st of February 2021, the Honorable Tepero Mateka stood before Parliament to present his budget. So today, I want to go through the budget and give you my two cents of what I think of the budget. Let me start here. On the 2nd of February 2009, the late Honorable rather, may his soul rest in peace, presented a budget before Parliament. The theme for the budget was turning challenges into opportunities, building on the achievements of NDP9. From what you get from the theme is that our government was looking to do things differently. Uh, it was a window into a new beginning. But here we stand almost a decade later. Tapelo Mateka, the sec second or third uh, finance minister since his pa passing and his place in office stood echoing the same sentiments. I must say it is rather disappointing that after almost a decade, we are still singing the same old song. And that song is, it is crucial for us to find innovative ways of addressing our development needs and agenda. And 10 years later, we are still singing the same old song. Basically, if you ask me what I think, in short, of Ramatheka's budget, I'll tell you it is the same old song that we've been singing, and I believe it has been sang since the day we got our independence. Let me tell you this. From what I gather from the budget speech, our country is in a financial crisis. We are doomed. We are on the brink of going to financial hell unless somebody works a miracle and somebody I am referring to the president and his administration. This financial crisis comes in part because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Further to that, it is because we have failed. We have failed to diversify our, our economy. This is why we find ourselves in this doldrum. In Ramatheka's own words, we find ourselves with inefficient tax systems. That means our government can't collect money. And me thinks part of the reason why our government can't collect tax money is because of politics. I know and I have heard uh, these echoes within the corridors that some levies are not collected especially in local government because of how it would appear to those in power they would be cast in a bad light by the voters so those efforts to collect to collect tax revenues have been frustrated we need to, to achieve efficiency i agree and i would have hoped that the honorable minister would have set out an exact timeline 
of when uh, the process of ensuring that our Texas systems are efficient will be concluded. Speaking of Texas, here's the bad news. You are going to be hit by more taxes. VAT is going to be increased by 2% from 12% to 14%. Uh, there's going to be a sugar tax and uh, a tax on imported motor vehicles. Why government will choose to in increase taxes immediately or not immediately rather during a pandemic still baffles me. Uh, maybe we should copy from the words of Winston Churchill and say our government is standing inside a bucket and trying to lift itself up which is ridiculous and that means our government is trying to tax the hell out of us to get out of the financial uh, doldrum that we find ourselves in. Maybe our government needs to be more creative. We need to find better ways to make money for government. In Rem Mateka's words, 37% of money that is goes to developmental budgets and other government expenditure is wastage. 37%, that's alarming. That means someone has been sleeping on his job. And he also alluded to the fact that we have poor productivity in the country. And when he said that, something came into my mind. What happened to BNPC, Mozona National Productivity Center? I thought it was set up to make us a more productive country. To the contrary, no, it is becoming one of those white elephants where we just pour in money, but we don't get the results at the end of the day. Maybe he needs to look at why, why BNPC is still there. Is it achieving what it was meant to achieve? Because otherwise we are wasting money. 37% wastages. Maybe BNPC could be a contributor to that. I'm just saying maybe. But if we are saying our country is being unproductive and we have had BNPC for years, it means BNPC has failed on its uh, objectives. The question that the thing that we need to look at rather is why has BNPC failed? Why aren't we productive as a country? Is our education up to par? I believe it is up to par. Why is our country's workforce ineffective? We need to look into that. Uh, I challenge researchers out there, look into it. And But we can't wait for the research to come through. We need interventions. And I would have hoped that the Honorable Minister would have laid out a road plan, a road map rather, of how we'll get to high productivity, where we'll be competitive in the international market. Because if we don't become productive, then no investor is going to come here. Then we are going to hell, so, so to speak. And the minister also spoke of poor performance by the non-mineral sector. This is the problem with Botswana. For 50 plus years, we have been banking on, on money from minerals. Calls have been made for more than 20 years now to diversify our economy. Our government has failed miserably in this regard. Why the failure is there, we all know why. We have leaders who don't have a clear vision of where we want to go. So what are we going to do going forth? I didn't see a clear outline from what uh, the minister was saying. All he could say is we are going to throw money at you through CEDA and other government financing uh, arms. 
so that you start businesses. That is not enough. We need entrepreneurial development starting from the elementary level. He should be talking about our education being more focused towards innovation and entrepreneurship. At the moment, that's not in terms of education. That's not where we are. We are looking at our unemployment. It's mind boggling. We are standing at 25% and I believe that's a conservative number. That is an increase from around 23% uh, in the previous years. And our sorry government, as always, is still pinning its hopes on programs such as Terelose Chaba, uh, GVS, and the National Intensive Program to get out of, out of this mess. Clearly, we have run out of ideas. Maybe we need to relook at how we do things. Uh, it is rather frustrating to find ourselves in a situation like this where our government has been at it for years. It has been the same government for years. Maybe that has led to complacency, maybe not. But it seems like as a country, we are devoid of ideas or devoid of leaders that can propel us to higher heights. As to the lead, to the latter part, I don't believe we don't have uh, capable people to drive our country. I believe we have a system that does not award meritocracy, but rather award psychophancy. As a consequence, we have talented people running away from political leadership. We need to relook, to rethink the way we do politics. We need to relook and rethink the way we do leadership because the way we, we do leadership has caused us many problems over and over and over again. We can't continue going down that path. The minister also said that they are going to review the mandates of parastatals. That is uh, another sector, part of his uh, address that I really agree with because from where I'm standing, there are many parastatals that are just duplicating duties. We have seen, for you as an example, where uh, Special Economic Zones Authority, which was previously a unit under BITC, was transplanted from BITC and made into a parastata. Why that was made, it doesn't make sense for me. When SPADU was started, I thought it was going to be there to revive and revamp the economy of Siliwe Pigwe region for a few years and eventually fall into the wayside and uh, entities like BITC uh, take over the investment agenda or investment attraction agenda uh, that was being that was being heralded that has been heralded for for years so i totally agree with with the honorable minister we need to look at uh, this uh, this review of parastatals however what troubles me is that in his previous uh, budget speech in 2020 the honorable minister sang the same song that we need to review our parastatal parastatals and their mandates to see if they're doing what they have to do where they, where do we have duplication of duties and so that we consolidate and and right size and mainstream uh, our parastatals so that we achieve a certain level of efficiency uh, that wasn't done in the previous in this now ending financial year we are going into a new financial year uh, do I think that is going to be done? I don't have high hopes because we are 
people who always sing the same old song over and over and over again. I could say maybe I should give him the benefit of the doubt, but history tells me that the past year, what he said will be done didn't happen. So I wait for this with uh, bated breath. This is one thing that could take us from the doldrums of overspending, as he, he put it, and we need to achieve that efficiency within the public service. Another thing which uh, I'm very, very, very passionate about is the issue of governance. The way we run our SOEs or government in general, it is very, very disturbing. Political interference has brought many SOEs to their knees. We have seen many parastatals uh, on the brink of being profitable or rather being profitable and then political interests come to the fore and boom, that parastatal now is on its knees. It needs government rescue and the likes. Political interference has been at the center of the failure of many parastatals, especially those profit-making parastatals. I don't need to mention them by names. If you read newspapers, you know what has been happening. Uh, you have seen what happened when ministers turned uh, parastatals into personal projects. The cabinet uh, needs to step away from trying to, uh, day, to, to manage parastatal on a day-to-day -day basis. Another thing, we keep on recycling the same old people from one board to another. You have a board that has been fired from one parastatal for being ineffective. So if they were being ineffective, then why do we four months, three months, uh, six months, a year down the line find uh, people who composed that board in another parastatal? We have CEOs who are, uh, who are terminated for non-performance. Uh, a few months later down the line, they are heading to another parastatal to, 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 to run it. Are we devoid or do we lack a talent that could replace those underperforming people? Like I said, we do not award meritocracy, but rather sacrifice. You need in this country to be politically connected for you to rise uh, to those uh, positions of leadership. And that is very, very disappointing. And one thing that's which will be probably be the last, uh, second last thing that I'll speak to from Ramatika's speech is the country's move to green uh, energy technology. Uh, from the speech, we aspire to move from 2% green energy to 15% uh, green energy by 2030. That is a very commendable move by, by our government. However, I did not see a, a clearly defined roadmap of how we are going to go there. How are we going to invest in the education, the labor that is going to be necessary? Mind you, green technology is the next frontier in terms of uh, job creation. So we needed a clear roadmap from the minister of how we are going to go there. We know of the solar-powered, uh, uh, not filling stations, <laughs> come on, mate, uh, so solar power stations that are going to be put up. And one of them I had is going to be in my village of Tutume. I'm happy for that. But that is not enough. We need to invest in the research and development so that by the time we get to 2030, we are producing uh, 
green energy technology that we can use and implement and eventually export in the in this country we live in a gen we live in an era where uh, the sharing of information is not that difficult anymore so uh, i think we are not lagging behind or we can fast track that process of knowledge accumulation so that we develop uh, the capacity to have green technology as our next frontier uh, for job creation and also for exports. The last thing that I'd like to speak to is public-private partnerships. I personally don't like triple piece uh, for the reason that normally they lead to high corruption and high leakages and accountability in our country as it is is problematic so when you go into ppps you need to have efficient systems that will monitor programs and ensure that uh batswana are not taken for a ride and my fear is we might have a good policy for triple p's as always as we always have good policies and we are going to implement it very very terribly and that is going to lead us in many national resources going to waste so i think for now we need to shelve the triple p uh, model until we have put up our systems uh, in order so that once we put we implement the triple put policy we can be able to show to make sure that there is accountability to make sure that uh, there is no siphon of public resources for public for private gain and with triple p also the minister tied that to privatizations of some parastatals i should have dealt with that earlier and for me private privatizing uh, public uh, entities like uh, for example from the top of my head the ndb I, I do not agree with and maybe it, to to someone else it will be a prudent way to go but from where i am sitting we are going to we are going to end up in the profiteering region where now what we all care about is the profit margin that's my problem with triple p's and i pray to god that things like public roads are not going to be privatized I pray to God that water is not going to be privatized, that electricity is not going to be privatized, that if we go that route, maybe with electricity, we make sure that we have an ironclad policy that would protect the consumers, not uh, the so-called investors that will be coming through. For me, triple P can be uh, disastrous. Privatizing public resources can be disastrous i'll just give you an example during pinochet's uh, era as president of was that south american country uh, it has uh, escaped me but the P pinochet regime privatized water in that country it's a south, Af a south american country the name just uh, escaped my mind as we speak now they privatized uh, water and the likes and in that country, water is the most expensive resource. So you can imagine us finding ourselves in a, in a situation where the ordinary Motswana can't pay 
their their water will be inhaled for me that's all during this session that's all i can say about triple p's maybe i need a special episode where i'll be talking about triple p's before i conclude this episode i need to go back to the issue of taxes what is going to happen eventually because of this increase in taxes is this your purse is going to lose its power that means uh, if you used to buy all your groceries with for example 1000 pula a month that 1000 pula is not going to buy you all your groceries as you used to be so you are going to have to dig deeper into your pocket the petrol levy also it means if you used to fuel your car by 350 pula now you have to use spend 400 pula that means you are going to lose money and in the long term what does that mean it means we are going to become more unequal as a society as it is we are one of the most unequal societies in the country that means inequality in botswana is going to go to grow higher and that is where we are headed now can we do something the yes the government can just uh, scrape away the taxes and find other innovative ways of raising cash for 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 for, for development but taxing us out of this crisis in the words of chest uh, of churchill well that's practically insanity and on that point insanity i'd like to say thank you for tuning in uh, remember to click that follow button and join me again on the next episode of the rent i don't know what you'll be talking about yet but i sure hope to god it will be interesting and in the next episode we'll be having a new format and i hope you are going to love that format thank you I'm not going to be able to do that.